Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. We are back. Rick Fabulo, Ben Raymond, and me, Joe Bacardi. Cheers! And guess what? Heidi Elliker is back again. The third time. This is a new record. I know. Say Rick Fabulo. One more show with you. <laughs> we're going to pull her out of her car, took her keys, Great. and she'll get them back when we're done. Well, the reason you're back, Heidi, is because we need to talk about Rick Baker. Rick Baker. He's a good friend of hers. And Rick Farmer, tell us a little bit about Rick Baker, just to give us a little bit. Probably the premier makeup artist in oh, yeah. Hollywood. He mostly is known for doing monsters. Um, he's done American Werewolf in London, tons and tons and tons of films. He did The Wolfman, probably the most recently. I think he's probably done something right. since then. But got the Oscar. He last got the Oscar year. for for The Wolfman. Um, he's just amazing. He he. The reason I like Rick Baker so much is because he his influences are the old. Jack Pierce came up with the makeup for Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Mummy, Dracula, and uh, all through the 30s and 40s. That's who Rick Baker's. That's who he's That's who he used as, as as an example. I think inspired him to do makeup, and he does that classic. You know, obviously the the, the materials are different, the, the techniques are different, but that same classic. Yeah. Very artistic, very well-designed look. And American Werewolf in London, Michael Jackson's thriller video, all that good uh-huh. stuff. In fact, he has Jack Pierce's makeup kit. That was really? a gift to him from Jack wow. Pierce's family. I'd love to see that. That's oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, so Rick is like a horror movie fanatic, so he's all into that. And I have to mention that we're live at the Fox and Hounds in Studio City, 11100 Ventura Boulevard. They're looking at us. They're looking at us funny, but they haven't thrown us out yet. And KHDS, AM 1220, our hometown station. Hometown station. And go to hometownstation.com, and you can get this podcast and Heidi's... Trilogy of podcasts. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings. It's like Lord of the Rings, except better and shorter. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to wear glasses to see her. <laughs> so let's go uh, back to Rick Baker. So Heidi, just tell us your involvement with Rick Baker, just so we know the perspective from which you speak. Well, I was very fortunate to answer an ad back in '95 uh, for an assistant job to an effects company. And it happened to be with Rick. And that was the beginning of my amazing, amazing experience being able to work with him, for him, and uh, co-run his studio with uh, Bill Sturgeon. And we did 20 feature films in eight years. So what are some of the films that we would all know? Nutty Professor 1 and 2, uh, Men in Black 1 and 2, The Ring. 
Planet of the Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, a movie that actually I rewatched last night on television, Life, which was with uh, Ted Demi directed it, Jonathan's nephew, who unfortunately has passed. Yeah. But that was a beautiful film where Rick aged, Rick and his team aged Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence uh, 60 years. Wow. The, oh it's a beautiful gosh. film, and I it would happen to be on TV last night, and I just, it's a fabulous movie. Cool. So Rick is, um, of course, the, the genius, uh, brilliant, brilliant artist, and constantly evolving and constantly learning and teaching himself and others. And he's just a really um, one of a kind human being. He, he also has a connection to Forrest Ackerman. Um, yeah. Forrest Ackerman, when he was alive, he used to feature a lot of Rick's work and his famous monsters of film and magazines. And Rick's first movie was, I, maybe not his very first, but the first one that anybody knows about was Schlock. Schlock, Schlock directed Landis, by John Landis, which is his first film. Wow. And from that point on, he just, and of course, Rick Baker was a huge fan of Famous Monsters. And his stuff is in the new Famous Monsters now. He, he's a contributor. He paints. He does amazing paintings. He does the covers for oh, some of the magazines. He does. He's he does great. Well. Okay, well, we're going to have to uh, pause for a message here real quick, and we will be back right after this message. Cheers! We are back talking about Rick Baker. We are still at we are still at the Fox and the Hounds. We've moved. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rick maybe did some makeup of a Fox and the Hound for somebody. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> we're in Studio City talking about our with Heidi Holliker, our friend, who worked on our, our friend. Can we can we say you're our friend? I am, and no question, right. I'm your friend. <laughs> In fact, I I am your good friend. You are what? I'm your good friend. She's our good friend now. After a couple of podcasts, everybody becomes your good friend, I guess. <laughs> great, great. So we're talking about Rick Baker and what all the great things that he has done. And Rick, you're so familiar with his work. So when did you first learn of Rick Baker? When you probably American Werewolf in London. Oh really? Because I was, I, and I wasn't a big fan of like the slasher kind of movies and stuff. I like monsters. So like in the in the 70s, there's a lot of in the early 70s. It was still kind of like monsters, like uh, uh, Willard and, and yeah, yeah. Not, that the, not that rats are monsters, but I mean you know there's like these creatures, right? And then they start having these kind of weird slasher kind of things. So I was like, I, I was, I kind of checked out of you know, the kind of really violent. Like Texas mur- Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I hated that movie, but you know, it's just like these massacre movies and like murders and, and stuff. It's like these aren't horror films. Anyway, then this movie's going to come out. There's going to be a guy turning into a werewolf, and I was so excited. And when I saw it, I was like, it was amazing what he did. I mean, it looked more like a wolf, not like I'm used to the Lon Chaney wolf man, yeah. a guy with lots of hair on. His face, but um, but that was, transformation. Well, the first time you saw that on screen was crazy. I watched that again about two again. Me and television. I watched it about two weeks ago on television, and I just keep thinking back about David Naughton. And again, yeah. the thing about Rick is that he so completely collaborates with his actors. It's tremendously. I mean, too, but David Naughton was. You know, completely nude, and to be able to trust Rick and his crew, and and Vincent D'Onofrio and Men in Black, which Rick won it, won an Oscar for that, as well as for American Werewolf, that 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 collaborate true, complete, true artist collaboration between the performer and the makeup artist. It's it's 
it's an incredibly special thing because especially a lot of the actors would come in when I was at the studio and be really apprehensive about the process. Some people who had never been in an appliance makeup. And then you have a Jim Carrey for the Grinch who's just hysterical and just just so rubber-faced, as they say yeah. about him, and so willing to try. And uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, who is such a brilliant actor, and he and Rick on weekends, you know, they just keep playing. And, and Rick's collaboration with Eddie Murphy, and the whole, that whole, uh, the Trump family came because of their collaboration yeah. together, just the two of them, because the studio wanted to cast Eddie as, as Sherman Clump and then cast actors as the family. And they thought, we can, we can do this. We can make so Eddie cool. every single character. Eddie Murphy did an interview on Rolling Stone where he talked about that. At that period of his career, you know, he'd come off of... Uh, you know, doing forty, uh, you know, forty-eight hours, Beverly Hills Cop, and he could have anything he wanted. Mm-hmm. He was able to do, and he was uh, he was offered the Jackie Robinson story, he turned it down, really? Really? which we would have been great in. I think yeah. it would have been great too. Yeah, but he was just so enthralled by uh, by Rick Baker and uh, the makeup that that's what he got into, and he, and awesome. you know and he did he did the nutty it. professor. He was it. just like. Couldn't believe what you could do. Right. And, I mean, Paul, Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's with Paul Giamatti and Helena Bonham Carter. And, you know, having me have the fortune to have been there and been a, a part of seeing every aspect of it and having, having watching a, a extraordinarily gorgeous Helena Bonham Carter become an extraordinarily beautiful champ. Right, right. There's probably a lot, a lot of women in, in the world are probably thinking, it's about time. How <laughs> 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 I look better than her. But learning for them, this, but for them, especially the stars at, at the level of the folks that he works with, well, to be willing yeah. to, obviously yeah. they've signed up for it, it's their job, but it's that sensitivity that Rick and Kazusuchi, who's one of the a, a extraordinarily brilliant makeup artists, and Bill Corso, and a Tony G, and the folks, the artists that have worked and collaborated with Rick and designed with him and applied the makeup. It's that trust factor. And I, I was lucky enough to, when we would do makeup tests before we got the actors, they would use staff. So I got to be many who's oh, in Whoville and have, have uh, a makeup applied to me and then play around with the gigs and be able to take my old acting chops and go on camera and just create these outrageous wow. characters. They're just for tests, of course. Yeah. Hey, I, I have a question for you because I was in, and Rick may remember this, is when the first Planet, what year did the Planet Apes come out? So so 68. 68. Yeah. Well, it had to be a sequel then because I remember reading the Weekly Reader when I was in elementary school. I remember Weekly Reader. That was awesome. Uh, Peanut and Jacko. I remember highlights. <laughs> highlights, yeah. But, but uh, they had an article about the, applying that makeup in the first Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. And it was Roddy McDowell, and they had a picture of him with yeah. a straw, and it took like four or five hours yeah. to right. put that makeup. Uh-huh. Well, Rick Baker, would. how long did it take? Oh, it still would. Uh, Planet of the Apes, like Michael Clark Duncan, who was uh, the main Oh, main he was great at that. Now, that, they were able to get it down to roughly three hours. And three in fact, hours. we went to New York for Toy Fair. I was lucky enough to go to Toy Fair in New York, which is the coolest thing if you love movie toys or any toys. Yeah. And for Planet of the Apes and The Grinch. And uh, and they would, uh, with not with Michael Clark Duncan, but with one of the um, of a background gorilla actor who would be his Michael's uh, double. And they would 
demonstrate, they did a whole demonstration, and I think it was Hasbro, where they would show the, the process, and it, it would be three hours, of course, when the first... Well, I remember Michael Jackson, when he did Thriller, they'd show the transformation right. when he got right. into the wolf, you know, for the opening of that. Right, so. yeah. Wow. And, and amazing. It is, it is amazing. It's an art form that is not... That hopefully will never go away because of CGI. Oh, we got to talk about this right. Okay, well, we'll be right back after this message and hear more from Heidi Holliker about the incredible Rick Baker right after this message. Hey there, so I am bringing you back to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Heidi Holliker from Valley Girl. Hey guys. Thanks for bringing us back. That's nice. But yeah, you're like the best ever. Thank you. Amanda used to be the best ever. Sorry, Amanda. I'm only second fiddle now. Yeah, you're second. So we were talking about Rick Baker, and you're just getting into this whole thing. And I know Rick has got a huge opinions on this, and Amanda does too about just CG. Well, they were going to we we do the Wolfman in CG right. at one point. I mean, it, 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 it was a troubled movie. I mean, it, it yeah. took about two years to make it, and longer actually. Different director, the Benicio del Toro, Toro yeah, one. that yeah. one, the, yeah. I mean, it, which it, is a really good film. It's pretty good. I mean, it's I, very good. I, the story's the story's based on the original Unchained version. <laughs> but anyway, they were they were you know, they were at one point going to do the whole thing in CG, the makeup and stuff, and then, but luckily, thank God, Rick got to do it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about motion capture on another, another podcast and my feelings about it. But anyway, yeah, the plan, the new plan of the Apes is motion capture makeup. Correct. I don't think there's any actual. Right. I don't think But but and, and I guess I'm going to go back a little bit when you were talking about American World from London. For for going to the theater then, because we'd never seen anything like that, and there was no CG. No, and it was like to see that, to see his fingers shoot out and the face, his chin shoot out. You really do see how did they do that? That's right. And they shot it reverse. They reversed the film. Oh, they did. Ah, right. Well, with the Wolfman, uh, there were reshoots in 2008, and I was fortunate. Rick asked me to come back and help him with the studio. So for three months, I was there while they were in London and they had to go back to London and do reshoots but it was as difficult as it was for Rick, his crew and everyone it was the perfect thing to do because it wasn't their things weren't working and to be able to go back and actually apply to Benicio and and Sir Anthony and to make make it so that they actually had fabulous close-up shots because they hadn't and it wasn't working and so they the studio spent the money to do reshoots and that went on for gosh over maybe three to three to five months I was there three months and and that thank goodness they did it and it came out better but it was that was a really tough shoot as was Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one, those folks, they were shooting. They were, they, their call time would be 2, 3 in the morning, and then they would wrap until 11 or midnight. It was a really, really tough shoot. But again, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, the film's been panned, but the, you know, the makeups are great, as they say. And I'm going to ask Rick this question is, why hasn't there been uh, a Frankenstein? A Frankenstein's monster. Trying to do a new if they never do a good job. Once in a while they do something, but not that guy that you see. Right. The, the square. It's never as good. One, well, because they can't use that makeup because it's copyright. Copyright. Oh. So you 
can't, when you see Frankenstein, you're going to see a guy with long hair and a beard or whatever. Right. It has to be a completely different imagine, reimagination of the character because that that makeup, that design is copyrighted. Really? Universal. Unless Universal does their own new right. version of it. Which is why, the, you remember the monsters in the 60s? Yeah, yeah. I'm too young to remember that, but, um, you know, they, it was Universal, they did it. So therefore, they could use that monster makeup, the Herman monster looked like Frankenstein, they could use that headpiece because they had it because it's Universal. Well, I think Rick Baker should do something with Universal then because yeah. I would so much like to see that. That's the well, awesome. wasn't I believe the Wolfman was a Universal film. It anyway. was. It was. Yeah. So they, they own all those properties and they own those they own those 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 monsters, those designs of those monsters. Yeah, but such a good story and yeah, and and yeah. you know it could be so much better. Yeah. And they've tried it and it's always worse. Yeah. And you know it could be yeah. Be so much better. So, any new Rick Baker projects, or what's well, he? What's his he's life? working on a book that's coming out this summer. Awesome. I, um, I'm not sure the title of it, but it's cooking. Uh, cooking with Rick Baker. <laughs> it's uh, the last, you know, his career for the last four decades. Uh, brilliant photographs and uh, and texts that Rick has written about his uh, his point of view, his opinion on the images, and that will come out. I think it's going to be released at Comic Con. Uh, not positive, Ooh. but uh, everyone should look for it and and get it because yeah. it's going to be it's a really be special amazing. project. He's never done it before. He's been referred to in so many books and publications, yeah. but to get his actual stamp, not only his stamp approval, but he is actively every single day putting this book together with a gentleman named Taylor White, and it's um, I think it's going to be pretty brilliant and Sounds, a real collectible. Yeah, Cool. Well, we can't wait, and we will definitely get that book, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. And Amanda and Rick will be at Comic Con. How many years have you guys been at Comic Con? What's oh god, um, I've been going since 2003. 2003. So. so yeah, so they'll definitely be there to yeah, see I it. Went, I went once with uh, Mark Landau's daughter Juliet, who I was assisting. Wow. And it was a uh, it was overwhelming. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's a cultural happening. Yeah. Great. I was going costumes and crazy. Would you say? Well, I was going costume because I'm crazy, yeah. Yeah. Now, I have seen Amanda in costume once. We all have. On Halloween, and... And no one's looking uh, she's, more yeah, stunning. She, does, she really she, goes all out. She does. She wouldn't believe all the candy she gets from it, too. Bags <laughs> <laughs> and bags We were bags working at Disney together, and I saw the bags of candy. I yeah. saw it. Jeez. Doesn't mess around with that. Great. So, uh, anyway, well, thanks for joining us at Rick's Martini Bar. 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 It's good to get out, I think. So and uh, you can download this podcast at www. .mccartymetro.com or go to hometownstation.com go to Facebook become a friend of Rick's Martini Bar or like us or like us or go to Twitter or follow us just search Rick's Martini Bar Heidi Holliker thanks for joining us you know so much about Hollywood so much about the business and we will join you again for Rick's Martini Bar cheers cheers let's swing on down to Ricky's place the girls are refined and the men have their taste. A subtle joke, a touch of class, poured in a tall martini glass. Let's bring them down to Ricky's 